0: You're listening to Music Tectonics. Hi, and welcome back to Music Tectonics. This is your irregular host, Tristra Year jager strategist at Rock, Paper, Scissors, a music and music tech publicity company. And we are here uh, today with an amazing artist who's based in Berlin. Um, who's going to talk a little bit about the artist's perspective and how creativity and tech can work together in harmony and some of the challenges that can be involved along the way. Um, And so I will let you, Jovanka, uh, introduce yourself a little bit. This is Jovanka von Willstof, um, an amazing artist who had a very cool guy. (laughs) She had a great career as a recording artist and as a songwriter who was associated with a bunch of major labels, had a strong touring career. I had one of her CDs back in the day. Um, and then she made an amazing pivot um, to continuing her creativity and extending it into the tech world, but maintaining a really strong sort of artist advocacy uh, presence. So anyway, Jovanka, uh, maybe you can fill in some more of the details and uh, introduce yourself. Hi, Tristra. Um,
1: first of all, I'm very happy we're doing this. It's, uh, I'm so happy. Anyway, we meet, like um, maybe I say that at first we met, over South by Southwest, like all planning to go to Southwest and you would have moderated a session where I would have been on with Loudly from Berlin and United States and Jillianair speaking about the human role in AI and now South by Southwest did not happen, but we are meeting here and this is beautiful. yes about me how do i start Uh, as you said i'm a berlin based musician i'm an artist profiler and songwriter at bmg rights management that means i'm writing songs with artists for their records like their singles or they maybe they have a lot of great ideas but they don't know how to put it in good songs and um i play kind of the Co pilot or, or whatever. Sometimes I take over, sometimes I just get out what's in there and fill it into form. Um, I was signed to Sony and Monica Enterprise with my band Quarks before that and toured Europe and released five, five albums before I became a songwriter and an artist coach and production consultant for record companies such as Universal Music. Um, this was before all the AI and techy stuff happened. Now, in or it was kind of overlapping. In two thousand fourteen, I was signed to Universal with the idea to create a virtual pop star, and I was so taken by this idea that I actually, actually uh, convinced the um, president of Universal to sign me, and. But long story short, um, we were too early. So they pumped a lot of money in it, but it was very, very complicated back then. And then all these people came together and started speaking. And then fear came in, and all all this crap. And long story short, um, the record came out, but as a record we had to cast two human singers. And it was kind of a financial success, but for me it was heartbreaking because I had written the songs from the perspective of an artificial um, being. Like I, I had the chance to really slip into her perspective to see us humans and see the beauty in us too. And actually it made me fall in love with humans again Uh, if only a little bit but it it did something to me and then it got cancelled as i said came out as a normal record and um, i didn't know what to do with myself i was heartbroken and to get it out i started to write a story so i because i had all these songs written and it was just crazy and um so i started to write a series a tv series about it And um, then I had this whole package. And then, while I was doing that, when you start to write a story, obviously you go very much into detail. And I started to research the heck out of it. And I discovered my nerd gene. So uh, I ended up falling in love with new tech and quantum physics and just read and wrote and, and all that. And um, it's so funny because it's a it's a long um, journey, kind of. The story, the film got put to a side and I started to speak a lot with people, with CEOs from tech companies uh, because I was just interested. I wrote to them and they wrote back and we started to get into very uh, interesting conversations. And then the closer I got to creative AI, the more I noticed that all the musicians around me would not really like to speak to me about it. And while the techies told me artists or other people are afraid of AI, um, the musicians around me couldn't care less. They were not afraid. They were just like, why? I I have so many ideas or I'm just, I'm doing my thing. and. I can be very creative with other people why why this and so but since ai is coming in so quickly and by now there are fantastic tools out there like fantastic tools you can use for production for mixing for creation as a dialogue partner um, i thought musicians have to start dealing with this you don't have to like all the stuff but you have to wrap your mind around it otherwise you won't know what hit you in the head um plus that a lot of these um creative uh, ais are now used for um producing content music like for all this video content out there um anyway i started to put up speeches and workshops and my my mission was to read up on a lot of shit and condense it and make it really tasty that it would be interesting for creatives and musicians to listen to it so i call them for example brain candy with the ai and a big or a warp drive through creative ai or whatever and that this is really interesting it's um interesting for me to see how musicians start to Actually, be interested in it. It's interesting for me how much confusion I, uh, how much confusion it is causing when I play different tracks in different parts of music, and let them guess if it is made by AI or by a human being, and they can't, they cannot tell. So that is really interesting. But of course, this idea with this creature still did not die. But there was still another interim thing. I thought how how would it be to create a songwriting and an AI songwriting contest so that we actually get musicians into the game and get them the chance in a writing camp of one day to create songs with AI. And there it came in really handy that I got to know so many people working in creative AI. And um, everyone was just jumping on it. I found a great team to um, produce this with the director of the CEO pop convention in Cologne, which is one of the most wonderful and biggest uh, pop conventions, pop tech, music, whatever conventions and conference in Germany. And we made a team of three and started to do the Diem. Diana, now you have to imagine the word Diana and flip the second and the third letter. Yes, that's AI and the rest will be DNA. So we got funding and we got all the AIs to work with um, together and the CEO of Boomi, which is one of the creative AI companies we would work with, would have flown into cologne but the diana as the south by southwest, um, had a problem with a little virus so mm-hmm. it's not happening now yes we got delayed until october and the great thing is even if we say we do it in say february the funding is still there and we are funded for three years so we can make turn it into a yearly growing event and that is so exciting because this is what i see is uh the perspective over the last two years actually since 2014 um when everybody thought i was just doing science fiction with my ideas suddenly it's like people are very very interested and keen to be part of this and it was so great for our whole team and the the my team in cologne is just beautiful, and it was so nice for us to see how the media would respond, how musicians would respond, and how the techies would respond. Um, And the nice thing, like after the writing camp, so ten people put together into teams of two humans and two creative AIs would spend a day together to create a song. In the end of the day, these five songs would have been or w- will be mastered with Lander, which is an mm-hmm. AI-driven mastering application. And after that, the mastered songs will be turned into a music video via um, Rotor, which is an AI-driven video creating software. The very next day will be a uh, award show where we grant or we give away the first Diana, like the first Diana Mm -hmm. trophy. And all these five videos will be played. Um, There will be two CEOs flying in and speak about their perspectives, um, why they are working with creative AI. And I actually did one extra interview beforehand with, Maya Ackermann, she actually became my friend. Um, She's the CEO of Alusia, which is also a music creating AI. And I came up with the same five questions for three different people with three different um, perspectives. And they only have 20 seconds to answer to every question. So it's kind of a quiz fun thing and it's like they have to speak about the downsides of AI and the uh, Opportunities in AI and what makes that their application very special and so it's uh, I'm actually we are very lucky because the whole pre-production is finished so we have the whole thing and we have to move it to the next day we can actually perform it and um, we do have to create recreate the media bus but I think it will be possible and what's very funny is that actually one call I had before we, we started our thing here mm-hmm. was I was speaking to um, the Riverside the head of the Riverside studio Ima and with her together, we are planning to relaunch the idea, yes, of a virtual pop star. That's good. And it's beautiful because uh, the Riverside Studio works very close with the factory, Berlin Factory, which is um, a huge space for startups, techies, and they have a... Um, also, a residence for artists. So they are very much connected. Plus, the Reverse State Studio has the best electronic musicians just placed there and people working with AI already. And it's so beautiful because obviously it was too early in 2014. But also, we didn't know enough. Like, I didn't know it would need a story to make it connectable to humans. I didn't know what, where, where the pitfalls, what can be tricky, where, um, where do you have to look for in the music. And I've learned so much from our failures. And now we are here and all this tech is available and people are actually interested and all the content is there which is for me so beautiful because for years i have worked on these ideas and obviously sometimes you sit alone at home and say okay this is the second year i'm kind of digging into this and i have no idea if this will ever see the light and now and even i mean this sounds really weird but an upside to the situation right now is that people are waking up very quickly to the digital age and are very interested in new, new tech tools and new ways to, even though if it's, I mean, we all miss real hugging a lot, but it's, <laughs> people are so like open right now for, mm-hmm. for all these things. And it's so beautiful since I've been running in this tunnel for so long to come out now and there's all this opening and interest and yes so for me it feels beautiful plus i got to know very very beautiful humans on the way like over the last years just speaking on panels with different people and actually being on techie and techie discussions for the first time uh, i didn't feel like a nerd or like a freak or whatever because it's not even so much that it's different what people think, but how people think.
0: Well, I was going to ask, um, you know, it sounds like there was a major shift in perspective on the part of artists and musicians and, you know, who went from, basically you were describing apathy to more interest in engaging and more excitement about using some of these tools and possibilities. Is there, i mean of course time yes. helps um was there a moment or is there is there something you feel has shifted um that that has helped this process along like what have you seen among artists that seems to have changed and gotten them more interested i don't really know
1: i just noticed that it was the case like even even in the beginning of 2019 when i was offering different workshops of Um, discussions or talks to festivals and they were music based they always went for um, artist profiling or the dance was chaos and structure and they never picked the digital tools or the brain candy stuff or slave to the algorithm and I said well but you should really consider this because this is going to be important for all of us and um, when they took it it was like There was kind of a fascination, but not really. And I can't tell you why this shift has happened. I think it was a process because obviously it's coming in from all sides. So there were some great artists out there suddenly um, working with AI, not so many and not commercial, but the word got around. Also there were uh, tools suddenly some musicians have heard about at least i mean people by now using if not ai but learning algorithms in their phones and everything so it's not science fiction anymore mm-hmm. and i think the bar just melted or came came lower so suddenly there was like oh this could be interesting or tell me more about it and then obviously obviously then I don't know things just came together it's like it's an evolution it's, mm-hmm. this is this is what I think it's an it's a natural process
0: that's really interesting I also think there's been a lot of progress on the user experience side so um, some of the tech tools have made AI more accessible to people who aren't data scientists for example uh, so and whether we're talking about yes. La- lander may have been one of the first, you know, a real pioneer in that in that realm, um, and you know, there, I know there are lots of other folks as well. Um, I was wondering if what you think about that, how you've seen um, the sort of UX side of things evolve, and where you could imagine it going.
1: You there, we have to divide because um, there are so different ways, so very very different ways to use AI in music like you can use ai as for actually music creation like aiva is a beautiful uh, neural network that is actually signed into a um copyright society and uh with aiva they did something i uh, they fed her with all the opuses of dvorak and let her finish unfinished Opus and it was premiered last year with the uh, Prague symphony orchestra so these things are happening so this is what I'm saying is that these they're creating AIs on a high professional level then they are like almost toys where you can press a button and it will create music for you and you can fix parameters like I want this and that style, and this and that tempo, and this and that uh, beat change, or whatever. And then there are tools. And this is a whole different story, because these tools are very, very useful for musicians. A tool like work for example, is beautiful for anyone who has ever worked in a studio not being quick enough with the hands to get down an idea they actually have in their head. So I, I've been in the situation a lot in the studio where I formed sounds with my mouth and put beats to the table or in, into the room and sang weird things to get across what I mean, which is also a good tool. But um, sometimes it's also nice to just create a very, very practical demo and layer you sing into it and it turns it gets it gets to know you and it turns audio analog audio into midi means i you sing and after it will know that with that humming this you mean for example strings or or a bow or whatever and then you do so this is easy. This is bass, but there are things in between. And voglia the more it gets to know you, the better it will know what sound it has to put when you do when you make a sound. And then you can, like, with a loop station, pile it up. So within a very short time, you can just have a microphone in your hand and sing, sing your lines that you mean and try out a demo of the song in a very short time. And that is so helpful. And for example, Landerer is a tool too because it's mastering. It's just, um, you don't give your creative work away, but it actually helps you to be creative because it's um, it makes it more accessible and it makes it quicker. And all these things, which is, I've, I think that is, beautiful and then there is even another thing and I like that a lot because it's have you heard of Yamahook?
0: No that's a great name Yamahook? <laughs>
1: um, yes um, <laughs> um, Yamahook is a platform and it's kind of an online market for Musician, so you can load up a track of yours or a melody, and um, load it up and say what you're looking for. Like I, for example, I have a track and I know something is missing, but I don't know exactly what it is right now. So I, I, I load it up. And I say I'm looking for uh, a line or a bass line or an extra instrument or or whatever, and it'll um, in the key and in the tempo that my song has, and um, it suggests it's suggesting things to me very quickly, and these things are not uh, is not artificially produced music, but music other musicians have uploaded and it's just stretched to the right key and tempo and that is so beautiful because it's uh you get a result you can even like you can upload your own little music bits that uh, which might end up in a song of someone else and they are different like Uh, possibilities to there's some options for free some options if uh, if for example you want to buy a whole um, bass drum and bass track or whatever and you want to have the copyrights that is much more expensive or if you want to just use it for your own thing then it's a different thing but I really like the concept that AI is helping us to um, co-create even quicker and to uh, co-create in a way we wish to like first of all i say what i want and i play around with it and i might be very surprised Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then on the other hand i can like give my stuff which i might have no use for and other people are actually creative with it so this is the way uh, it's for me it's very exciting
0: that is really cool and i think that's also one of the most amazing things about not just AI but some of the tech changes that are happening right now in music is making use of these stems and tracks and bits and bobs that a lot of musicians have lying around but may not ever have the energy or interest to turn into something more full formed Um, but there are all sorts of people out there who can imagine really weird repurposing of, of these pieces and create something really radically different and we have a uh, a client who does something similar on a platform called Soundstorming. It's sort of a social co-creation thing and people can try out like, you know, lay down a, um, a, a they're, they're an MC and they lay down a couple bars on, you know, a singer songwriter's track and it actually works. So there's, a, there's sort of a blurring of genres and these sort of once very strictly policed uh, silos um, are kind of coming apart and it's really interesting Another thing I wanted to bring up with you, too, is that there's a blending of uh, media in that, um, you know, AI can allow us to create visuals really quickly from sound or sound from visuals or, um, you know, all sorts of things from from text. And I'd love if you'd maybe talk about that a little bit and how um, you see that going, feeding into the creative process of the artists around you or in your own work. Yes
1: um and that again is such a beautiful side effect to having the uh, possibility the opportunity to speak to beautiful smart and forward-thinking people these days and um i was speaking to people for a long, long time like what kind of ai would we actually wish for as creatives and i had this uh my one idea was I would really like to have an improvisation AI that gets to know me and is actually becomes my playmate. But um, so, so anyway, this could be very stress-reducing even for managers or whatever to have a an opposite and make it in a safe space because I think improvisation frees you as nothing else but it's also the most scariest thing on earth. So that is one idea and the other idea was how great it would be to have an AI that is actually working with uh, that has um, an ability to, to use synesthesia. so that is actually getting to know you and is able to transform sounds into colors or even colors. Maybe you can even upload pictures or words of you and it will give you inspiration on tones and melodies. Um, and it was just kind of swimming in my head for a long time and I didn't really have the um, space to go deeper into that. And now I was invited to speak on the Karajan Music Tech Conference this Friday. Before you go into these discussions, you have these preparation talks. And the guy I, I will be speaking with is Walter Wojak who also led the Beethoven AI uh, project and is also working, uh, came up with an NGO which is called Health Tunes. A beautiful project where they heal, uh, they produce music and they they produce music in order to heal people. And it's like they're working together with uh, a whole branch of uh, medicine like doctors and and science, scientists and whatever and so there are different beautiful playlists you can for example if you have alzheimer or parkinson or a heart, a heart issue or whatever and you can even choose what music you like because someone who's not into jazz even if they are like frequency strand inside that should heal me uh, they will not work because i don't like it so you have certain, you have different playlists, different suggestions for the same, um, uh, how can I say it in simple words? For example, I have Parkinson and I like blues. I will not use the playlist that is good for me, that comes surrounded in, in jazz music. Anyway, I really liked the idea and um, asked some more questions about this after we ended our preparation talk for the Karajan um, discussion. And it was such a nice conversation and suddenly this Synesthesia and I called her Zina like S-Y-N, mm-hmm. because I, again, I, I just like nice names. And he was on from the like, this is a great idea. So, maybe we can do something together with this health tubes, because obviously that is just another factor in the whole thing. And, um, I mean, they have this... It's such a beautiful thing because it's big, it's up and running, it's really for good, it's non-commercial, it's for a very good reason, it's, it's working. And, um, yeah so we started to talk how can we bring this synesthesia factor into it to even enhance it and after we have our talk on friday we will have another um discussion just the two of us and without any microphones to see how we can bring this alive and um actually nail it to a more practical idea because for now it was just that for me this idea was inside of me for so long and suddenly it made sense to combine it like for example if people are listening over good headphones to these to this music that is good for them that is actually helping to heal or helping to release pain or um, relieve um, nervous things with your hands or whatever and then Mm -hmm. just imagine you would have something little for your eyes and it would give you colors that enhance that and colors that might even learn from your bio data um, how you're ticking maybe you can even work with the synesthesia before and feed it with your own uh, information so that the visuals that are triggered by the music really really suit your own um, cosmos
0: it could work so well as a biofeedback mechanism for people as they're trying to achieve a certain mind state or uh, stay within say a certain um, heart rate or something like that, it, that could work really, really well to have the visual element because not everyone is, a, is as attuned to how music is affecting them as a musician might be, or as a music, a big music fan might be. Uh, so I think that, that addition would make a lot of difference and give people a new way to understand how the music is improving their mental state or their physical state.
1: Yes, exactly. And the funny thing is, it's, um, it's not, this is not even rocket science. It's like, like we, we spoke a little bit about it. It's like, not that we would have to invent something like the beamer or whatever. Like the tech is there already, but to connect it, that is kind of a new approach in that area. And um, they work over different parameters anyway, like over brain waves, over rhythm, over frequencies, depending on um, different uh, par- parameters. Uh, and c- to combine that with another element, like with visuals, as you say, as biofeedback, to be even more in that space, I think it would just, it's just beautiful. It could, it could work and I'm very, uh, I'm very much looking forward to, to speak more, more about this topic with Walter.
0: This has been super cool. Um, I'm wondering if there is something we can lay, end on, Um, I'd love to hear your advice, uh, Jovanka, for anyone who's coming up with a product that is artist-facing so that they want artists to use that involves something like AI or some of these more amazing um, integrations of multiple layers of tech. What are a couple pieces of advice you'd like to share with the startup thinkers of the world? Uh, about how to reach artists and make artists um, engage with something, or not make them engage, but provide them with something that will actually be of use and and interest to them. What are some pieces of advice? I
1: think one mistake, some of the AI startups who are like popping out of the earth like mushrooms and dying just as quick again, um, one of the mistakes they are making is that they're focusing very much on the outcome of the music their engines are creating. Like now I'm talking about uh, the area where AI is actually creating music. They do not, like the point of actually creating is not in their equation. Um, So what I want to say is the power of music isn't only set free by consuming it, but also by creating it. If you want to reach musicians to work with your AI as a um, dialogue partner, you want to make sure that it is a dialogue. So the fun of creating is crucial. And I mean, humans were always singing, playing instruments uh, alone or with people or for their loved ones or whatever. And, And they do it to create bonds and to express happiness and struggle and to relieve pain and all this so um if you want to reach musicians you have to appeal to their love to create music that's why i believe some of these tools that are actually enabling work so much better than a lot of other um, applications that are promising you to create music for you in five minutes Because for musicians who really love to make music, it's not interesting. And for people who are interested in music but don't know how to do it, it's very like it's totally cool to press a button and to have a song in a minute. But it's also really boring, really quick, because (laughs) you are not connected to it. It's like you can't you can't shortcut uh, the flow state. And if you create 10 songs in one hour by pressing buttons um, you're not connected to it, it's not felt by heart. So you won't like send, you know, you won't fall in love with one of your songs and try to release it and make something great around it because it's not, you haven't done it. And I think any, any AI that is uh, a company working with AI that is aiming to include, Musicians should really put the um, urge to create in their equation, at least as much as the outcome of their stuff. So the more they focus on a dialogue of a possibility to um, get have interaction, the more it will be useful and helpful. Um, and the more it will be used also, unless you have something like Lander that's just, you know, that's a mastering tool, that's supposed to master that's something outside of your creation, inside of the creation um, part, this is very crucial, and I think what would be um, what's easy, a very easy thing is with musicians, make it, make the first step easy Mm. and Don't try to catch them with press a button, it just takes five minutes, but lure them in, say, hey, uh, let's get into uh, Just something Uh, and they should speak to musicians out there and to different, like not just the jazz musician who now has turned into a techie and is sitting in their office, but (laughs) to go out to live concerts and to wrap their mind around how musicians think because it's really, as I said, it's not so much that they think they have so much different opinions or whatever, but the way they think is different. And I think that is for both sides. It's very, very much important to, um, to open up. I mean, and this, again, that is the um, our mission with the Diana. It's, our mission is to fuel the creative and playful dialogue between musicians and AI software. And we can only do like a little step, but to your question, I think uh, AI companies are probably learning by now. They are learning, and, but some of them had to learn in a bloody way. <laughs> the hard and, way, yeah. <laughs> yes 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 uh, the hard way and they had to bleed on on this way but i do just as a last thing um there are some beautiful tools out there that are actually doing what i was just saying um and actually in a in a nice way because they come across as a tool for example algonaut it's a thing that is um taking your huge sample library and i know so many people who get lost into the in their own huge libraries and you can add tags um and then it will pile them up like put them into uh, put them into sample bags um so sort it out kind of so yeah. suddenly you have a cleaned up library and then it suggesting you, uh, suggesting new drum kits for you, so even, and you can say, oh, surprise me, like turning the algorithm a little bit hotter or whatever, it's, that's beautiful because it's helping you to structure your chaos, and uh, on the other hand, then it's becoming a dialogue partner because it's suggesting something to you, that is very smart, and, um, Playbeat, for example, it creates beats from your sounds like you put your sounds in and it's suggesting beats for you, which is also beautiful. That's like uh, an offer. Um, and it's not taking away. It's not offering you to, yeah, here you go. You just have to press a button, but say, <laughs> hey, let's play. <laughs>
0: I could go yeah, this, on
1: on this because there's so many beautiful <laughs> toys by now, but I think we're over time.
0: <laughs> this is so excellent. Um, thank you so much. And where can people find out about you, Jovanka? Is there a central uh, place uh, on the on online where people can find you and find out what you're up to?
1: Yes, obviously my website. <laughs> that is Jovanka von minus minus wilsdorf. i spell it out j-o-v-a-n-k-a minus v-o-n minus w-i-l-s-d-o-r-f dot d
0: (laughs) excellent and we'll also uh, put this in the show notes so people can uh, can check it out and can find out where you are and maybe catch some more of your thoughts and Find out about uh, AI songwriting contests and synesthetic AI and all those other wonderful things you're working on. Thank you so much for um, sharing all of your thoughts and experiences with us. And um, everybody, if you're looking for more uh, ways to hear what's going on in music tech, you can go to musictectonics.com. We are hosting some weekly web stays. I don't think I can say that three times fast where you can come into our fun zoom hangout rooms and um learn more about a very specific topics and you can find out all about that on our website and blog thank you so much Ivanka, for your time and i hope we get to have a panel together someday that would be really awesome
1: <laughs> yes and um i'm very much looking forward to that and thank you so much for having me again it was a Great,
0: Clara. Awesome, thanks. You're listening to Music Tectonics.